Hi, and welcome to the Deeper Than Money podcast. I am your host, Chloe Elise. I'm a millennial money coach, speaker, dog mom, and a seven on the Enneagram. And I am on a mission to prove to you that finances can be fun and easy. On the Deeper Than Money podcast, we will dive into all things millennial finance, debt, saving, mindset, and how to have financial freedom to enjoy life in your 20s and 30s. I want you to leave this podcast with more confidence around your moolah and the belief that your biggest financial dreams are possible for you. So let's talk money. Hello and welcome back to the Deeper Than Money podcast. Y'all, this is like, uh, this is, I don't even know if I would call this a podcast episode. I just, I mean, this is so unscripted. I am literally sitting here on a voice note on my iPhone because I am freaking out. I'm freaking out. And so often I, I I always tell y'all like stories and how I felt and whatever else. I always tell you like new milestones after they've happened a little bit. Like I go back and I'm like, you know, telling the story of here's how I felt or whatever else. And I wanted to mix it up a little bit. And today I wanted to just be super real and raw and just literally tell you what I'm thinking in this exact moment And then I can kind of pull this together once I'm ready to like share this episode. So again, this is going to be very zero script, just me pretend we're on FaceTime and I just called you and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm freaking out. And you are now my best friend hearing me go through a little freak out. Okay. So here's the deal. Let's start a couple of weeks ago. A couple of weeks ago, one of my best friends sent me on Instagram this house. She was like, oh my God, like, look at this house. It's so pretty. And to fill you in a little bit, I've lived downtown renting in an apartment and loved it. I've had this apartment for four years. And again, I have loved it so much and I just have known for a little bit like I was ready for the next step I didn't know if that was going to be renting somewhere else I didn't know if that was going to be like buying a downtown like condo or something because I love like the condo style like apartment style living I love it So I've been going down for probably the last like eight months. First, I went down the rabbit hole of like renting somewhere else and just nothing. Like I told myself, whatever I do next, I'm going to love it as much or more, right? As much as or more. And nothing I found was just like really in alignment. Nothing I found renting really I was excited about or... I just really vibed with. So, and also I really do feel like I'm at a spot where when I first moved to Kansas City four years ago, I was like, yeah, I'll probably live here like a year or less and then move back to Iowa where where I'm from, where I grew up. 
but I've lived here four years and I love it. I love it so much. However, I've, I don't have like the roots here are the roots that I've grown in the last four years. I don't have roots here outside of that. Like all my family is back in Iowa. Um, I have some family like in like extended family in Illinois and stuff. So I've just kind of been beep booping around like where am I going to put like roots down? I do have a lake house and that is in Missouri. And you know, I live in Missouri right now too. I live in Kansas city. So my lake house is in Missouri, but I grew up in Iowa going to this exact lake house in Missouri. So I knew that when I bought that house, that was a house I want to have for the rest of my life. Like I want that to be a house that, you know, someday when I die, like then other people in my family get the house and it's just forever a you know family thing because it's like my the happiest place for me in the world so to me that didn't seem as like concrete or like yes it's roots going down but it's like it's a house that I knew I always wanted to have despite where I wanted my primary residence and a primary residence just feels concrete you know what I mean so anyways I it's not like I love renting. Renting is not a waste of money. Renting is a luxury. Renting is an an incredibly uh it makes a cer- like certain types of living uh, accessible and affordable and uh takes financial stress. It can take financial stress off of not having like the responsibility of stuff. So, I'm a huge advocate for renting. However, I have now been renting for 4 years and again, there's nothing wrong with that, but I have decided I really want to, I thought I was only going to stay here a year. I've been here four years. I love it. I don't see myself leaving anytime soon. So why not put a little root down here, right? Why not put a little root down here? So then this is probably like, I don't know, eight months ago. I'm like, okay, I really don't think renting is my next move. So then I'm like, okay, next step is I want to look for, um, like a condo that I can buy downtown. Now, 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 now. So then I went on this journey of trying to find a condo downtown Kansas City that I could buy. And this was just crazy. It was just crazy. There, I, and I learned so much in this process, which was really cool. Um, but a couple things. Um, one, like a couple things that I, you know, started factoring in. One is HOAs downtown. I mean, range from $600 to $2,000 a month and they can be changed at at any point. And again, for the HOAs, a lot of the HOAs downtown, you're paying for amenities. Like some of the places have a pool, some of the places have this. So I totally get that. But when you're talking about a long-term investment, for me, a condo downtown is something where I would love to have um, for a little while, but I definitely don't think that's what I want five years from now. And so in my mind, I was like, okay, I would I would live there. It would be my primary residence. And then once I was ready to leave, I could rent it out um, or Airbnb it. One, a lot of downtown Kansas City has regulations on no Airbnbs. They've really cracked down on that. And so one, I was like, okay, Airbnb really wouldn't be an option in 99.9% of the places I looked at downtown. 
Number two, HOA fees, um, it, it really extends how long it would take for you to build equity because you know your monthly payment ends up being a huge portion of that is going towards HOA fees um, and not toward an interest and not toward your uh, primary uh, or your principal balance. So, and then in addition to HOA fees, there are also assessment fees. So assessment fees are, let's say I bought a downtown Kansas City condo on the street outside of the condo needs fixed or the, the building needs new windows or something. It, uh, t- to kind of like break it down, basically they just say, okay, this is going to cost X amount. We're going to divide that by all the people who have uh, room here and that's how much it is. So there were some assessments on some of the condos I was looking at and you have no idea when these are going to pop up and they could last three months where you pay $100 a month for three months. They could last for 18 months when you're paying $900 a month for 18 months. Like you just have no idea when these are going to come up or how they're going to come up or whatever else. And so then that I was like, ah, if I look at it from a long-term profitability standpoint and then, you know, interest rates are a little higher. So I have to factor that in. So I would have to live there longer to where it would be a, a good investment if I left and condos can also be trickier to sell. So anyway, long story short, after months and months and months of looking at down the condo route, I was like, ah, I don't think that's like, I don't, I don't think that's an alignment for me either. I don't think that's an alignment for me either. And also um, the other thing that I will say when I was thinking about buying the condo and then I was like, I could just Airbnb it if I decided to leave. One, Kansas City doesn't even allow that. But to allude to my other, my condo that I just bought in Nashville, just bought a condo in Nashville to turn it into partially, you know, sort of a vacation house for me because I love Nashville. I think it's so fun and I will definitely be utilizing it throughout the year, but also to Airbnb. And The reason I chose Nashville is because a lot of people are like, why don't you choose Kansas City? You live in Kansas City. One, because of this problem where you can't Airbnb anything, it feels like, in downtown Kansas City. But number two, when I was doing my research on uh, what would be the most profitable, I knew I wanted for my first rental property, especially for Airbnb, I knew I wanted something smaller. I didn't want to invest in you know, a a massive property and then, you know, make the mistakes or whatever else and learn everything on a big property. I'd rather do a smaller property, learn everything about it. And then if I want to do more Airbnb properties down the road, I can. So I really wanted to start with a small property, a one bedroom. And so I looked across the United States, what were the most profitable places for one bedroom condos? And I mean, there were, there were a ton, but Nashville was one of the like one bedroom condos or apartments or whatever do really well. And so I love Nashville and coming from the Midwest, that's a really hot place to go down and, you know, for bachelorette parties or for girls trips or couples trips or whatever else. And so I really, and I personally really like it. So that's why I decided to do that. So I also knew that going into my Kansas city search of, I had some, you know, worries of, well, one bedrooms in 
downtown Kansas City are are not even like the most profitable Airbnbs in Kansas City, so whatever else. A lot of rabbit holes were going down, but I need to, I need you to be on this journey with me. So then I was like, all right, all right, all right, all right, fine. I think that's like not it. So then I'm just thinking, what is my next step? Like, what is my next step? I have, I love my apartment. I love living downtown, but I have this like intuition. I've had this intuition for like over a year of I'm, I need to figure out the next step. I need to, to do something, do something a little different. So anyways, but as I was looking at the other options outside of renting, outside of buying a condo downtown, the other clear option was suburbia. And I just did not feel ready for suburbia. I, I don't know. There's just something about, I don't know. I, I, I can't even describe it. It just, the thought of like going and buying a house in suburbia doesn't sound like what I want. It just doesn't sound like what I want right now. And so I have not even really, I not really like looked into that route because I was just like, I don't want to live in suburbia right now. I love the downtown. I love, you know, being able to walk and go get coffee. I love being able to walk and go to the gym. I love being able to, you know, just like walk through town and not just through neighborhoods. Like I just, I love that. It's just, it's so fun. I value that. So anyway, I kind of counted suburbia out a little bit. And then, like, rewind to what I said earlier, which is a couple, like, I don't know, maybe a month ago. I need to look up. Time has been so wild because this month I, I mean, it had to have been less than a month ago because I was in Reno. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I was in Reno. And one of my friends sent me this house and was like, oh my God, this house is so cool. Like this house is awesome. And I see this house on an Instagram reel video. And I'm like, holy cow. I love that house. I love it. And it had a very like condo apartment feel, even though it was a house. And I immediately was like, I'm, I, I love it. Like, oh my gosh, I love it. So I come back from Reno. I'm back from Reno for like three days before I leave for Nashville and to go set up my Airbnb in Nashville I just got. So I'm back for like, I don't know, a couple days and I go and see this house <laughs> that with my be- one of my best friends and she's the one who sent me this house. So we go and see it and I walk in this house and I have two thoughts. My first thought is, oh my gosh, this is my dream house. My second thought is, I knew it. I need, like, I, I should have listened to my intuition. My intuition is right. Even if I don't buy this house, I know for a fact I need to listen to my intuition and I need to move out of, like, my current apartment. And so it was, like, such clarity. And I'm walking through this house and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I love it. I like my, I, I, I can't even describe it. Like 
I feel like my energy shifts. I all of a sudden I'm just like in this oh my gosh, I I just it, it was it was just true love. It was love at first sight. So I'm walking through this house and you know, I'm like, oh, this would be amazing, whatever else. But I'm like, I'm sure, you know, there's so many other things I need to figure out for this to work. And like, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. So I leave, leave the house. Um, then like the next day I go to Nashville, I'm in Nashville for five days and setting up my Airbnb painting, all this stuff. All I can think about is, you know, this house, I keep thinking about it. I keep thinking about it. And when I had free time, like at night, when I'm like laying in bed, I start doing research about the area. I start doing research about, you know, like everything, everything about it. I'm like, I'm trying to poke holes in my own desire, right? Um, I'm very big on never telling myself, no, I can't have something. I want to see if it's in alignment. And so I'll tell myself, no, I can, I could, I could absolutely get this house. I could absolutely take steps to get this house but let's figure out if this is what I want, right? So I look at the area. I look at, you know, the different like accessibility of like walking and like what's close and the safety and like all of these different things and everything I'm looking up. I'm like, wait, this is perfect. Like, wait, this is exactly what I wanted. I didn't even know that, you know, this was an option or I didn't even know like that, whatever. So everything just keeps like clicking, 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 clicking. And I'm like, ah! so I'm still in Nashville and I'm like, okay, the day I get back. I, so I get back from Nashville to Kansas city. I'm in Kansas city for like half a day. And then the next morning at like 3am <laughs> I leave to go to Jackson Hole, Wyoming on a, on another snowboarding trip. So that day I'm in Kansas city for like five hours. And I'm like, okay, like before I go to bed, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to go see this house again. So I go see the house again and I get a lot more information, whatever else. I'm like, holy cow, like this is literally everything I want. This is, this is it. Like this is it. And so then I come back, I, I pack for Jackson Hole to go on the snowboarding trip and I, I plan out all my financials. I talk to my banker. I talk to my financial advisor. I talked to my accountant. I talked to all of the people in my life who have, who are like experts in that field, right? Like I, my accountant, I was talking about like how this would impact, you know, certain things with my taxes, how this would impact this or that or whatever else. I'm talking with my banker about the, you know, the differences of like what options are. I'm talking about interest rates. I'm talking about everything. So finally, I figure this all out and everything is like, yep, full send. And I'm like, what? Like, what? I'm kind of freaking out at this point. So then long story short, I don't want to get like too far into it, but basically I'm like, oh my gosh, this is perfect. I put in an offer. They're like, no, we have this other offer on the table. So no, we're not taking your offer. And so I'm like, damn, because the offer they had on the table was like, that they told me they had on the table was like a wild offer. Like even if I raised my offer, I was not going to match the offer they had on the table. So I was like, well, I'm not going to change my offer because even if I, even if I raise my offer, I still can't beat their other offer. So 
if they have that other offer, great, they're going to take it. It's not meant to be. So I, then when I had this moment of like, damn, they have this other offer, like that if they, if the other offer like goes through, I'm not getting this house. I just had this, oh my gosh, I was so sad. I was a sad little girl. I was like, oh my goodness. You know, like when you, when you can't have something, it makes you realize like, oh wait, I really wanted that. I really wanted that. So I was a, I was a sad girly pop. Um, and it really made me realize like how serious I was about wanting this and whatever else. And I just kept telling myself this or better, this or better, this or better. Like if it's not meant to be, it's cause it's this or better. Like there's, you know, whatever else, but I was still sad about it. You know, let's, I still had the pity potty, but then, you know, I also trusted this and I also, what is going on with my voice? Losing my voice. But I also trusted, okay, I wouldn't, wouldn't even say trusted. One thing about me, y'all, is I will find a way to make things work. Like if it's in my control, it's happening. And I like, I will like make it happen. So anyways, the week, the week goes on and then randomly, okay, this is like two days ago, I get a text. No, actually this was, was this yesterday? I don't even know. Like my timeline is so off, but anyway, they came back to me and they're like, actually this other offer didn't come through. Like, let's make a deal. And the second, the second that, the, that my realtor tells me that, I'm like, holy shit, I can't do this. Oh my God, I can't do this. All of a sudden, the second that my realtor comes back and is like, wait, everything you want, everything you want is going to work. Me, my subconscious my inner child, my, my, all of my like beliefs about what's possible for myself, my money thermostat. If you don't know the money thermostat, I have a podcast episode about money thermostat, but your money thermostat is basically your comfort zone with money, your comfort zone in general. When my realtor came back and told me, Hey, like we can, we can make it work on this house immediately because of how much that was leaving my comfort zone my subconscious started to literally freak out, freak out. Every doubt I've ever had flooded my mind. Why would you do this? Don't do this. Why are you like your apartment's fine? Why, why do you want to leave? Like maybe your intuition, maybe you just like weren't hearing her right. Like it's fine. It's fine. Like, no, no, no. Why are we even doing this? Like, I, this is just, what if we hate it? What if we move? And then it's like the worst thing we've ever done. And we've ruined our great life. And then the rest of our life, all we can think about is this horrible decision that we made and everything goes downhill and everything's ruined and everything is this. And that was my mind. The second she texted me, and my caveman brain, that all my caveman brain wants to do is keep me safe. And the only way my caveman brain knows how to keep me safe is to keep me in my comfort zone. Because inside of your comfort zone is normalcy. We can, we can predict what's going to happen, even if predicting what's going to happen is complacency. And predicting what's going to happen is like staying, getting the same results and staying in the same like place you're in leaving your comfort zone, we, your brain cannot predict what's going to happen. So when we leave our comfort zone, it is the unpredictable. And when it's the unpredictable, your brain says that's unsafe. So when your brain thinks, holy shit, 
This bitch is about to take us into uncharted waters. She is about to take us into uncharted waters. Your brain is like, oh, I'm just going to absolutely shit on her dreams. I'm, I'm going to fill her with every ounce of doubt I possibly can until she goes, never mind, I won't leave my comfort zone. And when I tell you that's what happened, when I tell you that for the last 24 hours, like every other thought is like, I, I literally do anything and I'm like, like, I'm trying to think of something like this morning, my dogs, I live in an apartment, right? So my dogs are city queens. So we, they know how to work an elevator, right? They know how to go in and out of an elevator, like doesn't freak them out, like whatever. Then we go in an elevator and I think, well, the girls will just never be in an elevator again. Like, because I'm, I'm ruining my apartment style life that I have. (laughs) That was a literal thought that went through my head. And then I'm like, I can't leave. Like, they'll never be in an elevator. Why is that a thought? Why is that a thought? I'm like, doubt? Hey, the doubt in my mind, bitch, you are grappling. You're unraveling. Like, the way doubt, I'm going to call her a she, the way she is trying to latch on to literally everything. Same thing. This was last night. I go to, there's, like, I go to take my trash out. There's a trash chute. I'm like, I won't have a trash chute. I'll be in a house. So I'll have to take my trash to a trash can and then put on the street. Like that's a whole, it's a whole new ball game. That's a whole new process. It's not just going to be trash down the shoe. Like what? And like what? The fact that like, those are the things, but of course there's like a million other things, right? I'm like, you know, I will like, I'm now going to have to pay for this or this is going to happen or what about this and what if this happens and what if everything changes and then I regret this and what if I lose this and what if this the amount of doubt that floods your mind when you leave your comfort zone and the wild thing is like I feel like to some extent I'm always trying to push my comfort zone always like your girls always got, I'm always scheming and dreaming and like your girls always got stuff on the horizon, stuff like she's got up her sleeves and what whatnot. But in the last, like in the last four years, even though I have really gone outside of my comfort zone, it's, it's kind of been gradual. It's kind of been like gradual things, gradual transitions, but this is the most like abrupt transition I've made since quitting my job to go full-time with DTM like that and then before that moving to Kansas City like those were the last like abrupt kind of like wild decisions that were like true life-altering decisions um that that like truly like changed everything and so when I was like in this moment when all this doubt is coming up or whatever else, I kind of had this moment where I was like, holy shit, like I have not had a moment like this where you go so, like you're investing in yourself, you're investing in your future, you're going all in for something and it's so scary that your subconscious just freaks out like this and just like floods your brain with doubt. I haven't had, I haven't experienced this to this level since I was quitting my corporate job to go full-time with DTM. 
And I have just been thinking back to it so much because when I was doing that, all the things, all the doubt that was flooding my mind is like, you will never have a successful business. You will never actually be able to support yourself. Nonetheless, a team, you won't make an impact. You won't grow your business. You won't be able to do all this. Like it'll never work. And I'm just like, thank God I didn't listen to those voices, right? Thank God I didn't listen to doubt or even like starting deeper the money or even moving to Kansas City. I was so scared to move to Kansas City. I was 22, I think, and I'd never lived outside of Iowa. I'd never lived in a city. I mean, I guess technically I've I lived in like Iowa cities that were like I'd never lived in a city as as big as Kansas City. And it was so scary and it was I had so much doubt, but it was the best thing I ever did. So in these moments, the I want to share a couple things in real time that things that are helping me right now, things that are helping me right now, keep on the journey of no, like this is in alignment and also keeping me in a spot where I can distinguish doubt and being scared to leave my comfort zone from warning signal, this isn't a good decision. Because those are two completely different feelings, but doubt loves to disguise herself as like, no, this is a bad decision. Don't do it. Okay. So a couple things that, that have like, that are helping me in real time. Number one is who you surround yourself with. Number one is community. When I am having moments like this, I have been consistently reaching out to my best friends and I will literally text them and say, I am freaking out about this. I'm doubting myself. I'm so nervous, whatever else. And the cool part is when you have a community of people who are expanders and who believe in you and who support you and can identify that like, oh, you know, you are having a moment of panic. Like, let me be that like solid rock for you. Nothing feels better than getting that text back. That's like, like, Hey, like, let's talk through this. Like you got this. Like, what are you nervous about? Okay. Not a problem. Here are ways we can solve this. Here's this, here's this. Like, let me speak truth into you while you're hearing doubt. Because I just think about if I already had all this doubt, And I went to a friend and I was like, I'm so scared. Should I do this? And they were like, terrible decision. Why would you do that? That is stupid. I'd be like, fuck, they're right. They're right. All I need is someone to speak doubt into me when I already feel overwhelmed with doubt. And like, I'm looking for reasons to quit. I'm looking for reasons to back out. I am looking for evidence to play small and to stay in my comfort zone right now. And so if someone were to be like, oh, for sure, bad decision, don't do that, I'd be like, perfect. Okay, you're right, I'll stay in my comfort zone. And so if you're in a situation where you're like, I was gonna invest in myself, but I was so nervous, and then I got advice from a friend, and they spoke to my doubt, oof, like that hurts. And so one of the things that's helping me right now is having community of people that are pushing you to be an expander, that support you in a journey of leveling up and leaving your comfort zone and who 
come in an abundance mindset instead of this like shame or scarcity mindset of like, no, don't do that. So community is huge. If you talk yourself out of something after talking to somebody or if they confirm your doubt, ask yourself if that's the person you want to be talking to to keep you accountable to becoming the version of you that you want to become. My piece of advice. Another thing that's helping me is really talking my fear out loud. In Fear in your brain feels so scary. You're like, I'm going to fail and the whole world is going to come crashing down on me and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, then you say it out loud and you're like, that seems a little dramatic. Oh, it seems a little dramatic, doesn't it, mate? Yeah, it does. And then I'll kind of talk myself through it and be like, oh, okay. That's not like that terrifying, actually. And that always makes me feel better. The other thing is asking myself like where this is coming from. Because for me, and this has taken a lot of work. So if you're like, bitch, I don't know what you're talking about. Ignore this one and we can work on it later. But for me, doubt and anxiety come from my brain, but intuition comes from my body. When I sit here and I take a deep breath and I think about living in this house, of moving into this house, my body feels so relaxed. Like my body is like, deep breath. Like my intuition is just like, yep. Uh-huh. Yep. I can picture myself there. I, it Like it's, yep. And then when I get in my head and I'm like, okay, living in this house, what does it feel like? My brain is like, ah, 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 but what if this goes wrong? Right? It's like, it's so in my brain. It's so in my head. It's so in my like subconscious coming out. And I think a lot of it, so that's another thing, another little tip that I'm noticing in real time is like, where is the doubt coming from? Is it coming from this aligned intuition of, "Mm, no, this isn't the move for me? Or is it coming from this frantic, anxious doubt spiral in in your subconscious, in your head? Another thing, I should have like written these down. Again, I'm like literally going off the fly right now. Another thing is kind of (laughs) oh is kind of this energy of just like fuck it we ball (laughs) and maybe this is more so like the and the enneagram seven in me but like i'll just sit here and i'll i'll identify like okay i'm terrified to leave my comfort zone that's what all these feelings are coming from and then i'll just kind of ask myself do i want to live in my comfort zone or is part of the journey of leaving my comfort zone and getting what I want is part of that the journey of getting there the growth that is going to happen like that's part of it you know so it's like yeah could I do this and it ends up being a decision that later I look back on I was like damn like I you know I definitely should have or like that wasn't the smartest decision on paper like that definitely led to these sort of things sure that could happen, right? Like that is a risk and I can acknowledge that. But also I will learn from those things. I will grow from those things. And at the end of the day, I have me. At the end of the day, I'm resourceful as hell. I will figure it out. At the end of the day, there are a million ways that I can make it work. So fuck it, we ball. Like 
even in worst case scenario, I have me. I'll figure it out. Even in worst case scenario, there's a million ways it can work to my advantage. Even in worst case scenario, I'll learn from it. Even in worst case scenario, there's lessons in there that are ready for me to learn to become the version of me I want to become. So even if worst case scenario happens, like, fuck it, we ball. I will figure it out. Let's go. Like, I'm excited for the journey of figuring it out. I'm excited for the journey of being resourceful. I'm excited for the journey of doing it. You know, like, I'm so excited for that. And then the last thing I will say is identifying that all of these doubts are coming up for me for something that is me getting exactly what I want. I think so often there's this idea that like, oh, it'll be easy. It, it, like when it's the thing that I want, it'll be easy to get. Or like, I'll, I'll just like know that I need to get it or whatever else. Like I think sometimes when doubt comes up, it signals our brain to be like, oh, then I should back out of this. I should not do this. But the truth is, right? Like the truth in this is that doubt is coming up in this scenario for something that I want. Doubt is the thing standing between me and my goal, between me and this dream house, between me and this next step, between me and this completely aligned decision. How funny is that? How funny is that? And so if we let doubt stop us, we're letting doubt get in the way of us getting what we want. How wild is that? It's so wild. And so when I identify that though, I'm so much more able to work through it rather than just say, all right, all right, you got me doubt. I'll throw in the towel. I'm done. I'll throw in the towel. It allows us to sit with doubt and be like, hi, hi, bestie. Thank you for trying to protect me. Like doubt can be helpful, right? It helps me walk through all the ways. It Doubt is kind of like devil's advocate. Helps me walk through all the ways that I want to think about a decision before I make it. Sure. But it's okay to still make that decision. Because if it's aligned with you and it is what you want, it's okay to leave your comfort zone. And so... I'm just, I wanted to record this because I'm in the thick of it. I'm in the thick of it. And I figured it's like, it's so raw right now. It's so like, these are literally thoughts that I'm having every single day. Like, I'll just be like, no, this is good. This is good. And then I'll be like, ah, I'm gonna make a horrible decision. And so I wanted to record this in real time. And I, I don't know when I'll share this. Like, I don't know if I'll wait until... I close on the house um, because again, there's like so many steps that have to happen. And um, I don't want to say reasons why it could fall through, but just like there, there's so many steps in this process that have to happen. And so I don't want to, what's the, like, what's that phrase? Like, I don't want to eat my, eat my chickens, eat, eat my chickens until they hatch. Wait, count my chickens until they hatch. I don't know, whatever. But also at the same time, like, Let's say it falls through, you know, it's like, it's this or better. So it's like, if this deal were to somehow fall through, why would I not share it until it's happened? Because either way, 
this matters. Either way, this conversation isn't about me if I get this house or not. This conversation is about doubt getting in the way of your pursuit of what you want. And oftentimes what you want is outside of your comfort zone and you got to leave it. And it's freaking scary, but it's okay to do it anyway. Cause it's like, it's life, right? Life is so much more fun when we're expanding and we're growing and we're becoming the version of ourselves that we want to become. And I'm committed to that. And I'm excited for that. And, you know, sometimes you just gotta, you just gotta go for it. And so this is my one, just like, I want to be real. I want to BFFR with you, but also this is just my love letter to you of if you're wanting to invest in yourself and you're like, I'm going to do this. And then doubt is the reason that you don't. And doubt is the reason that you decide, no, I shouldn't do this. You're letting doubt and your subconscious being scared to leave your comfort zone keep you from getting everything you want. And life's too short for that. Life's too short for that. So that's what I want to leave you with today. If you're in a season of expansion, doubt is going to come with that. And it, it, like I'm, it, it's here for me too. And it's so funny because like I said, in the last four years, I've rarely experienced this because I've evolved so far out of my comfort zone that so many of the things I do still remain in my comfort zone, but this is the next level. And anytime we're going to the next level, we're going to be met with doubt and that's okay. That's, that's human. That's how our brains are created, but that doesn't mean we have to listen to it. So cheers. Let me get my, let me get my glass. Cheers to us. Cheers to you. Cheers to me. Cheers to us all. Being expanders, being evolvers, and growing into the version of ourselves that we want to, to getting what we want and pursuing the things that we want and investing in ourselves despite the doubt that we may feel. Because that's fucking powerful. Thank you so much for joining me in today's very unscripted uh, and a little bit all over the place, but I think in a fun way, um, convo and podcast episode on the Deeper the Money podcast. And we will see you back next week. (laughs) 